Step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge, and today on our show, we will be talking with Sarah Bacon about her e-commerce agency, Command C. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks, Tim. Sarah, can you tell us a little about Command C? Yeah. So uh, we started in 2004, and uh, I started out of my apartment in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, have grown since then into a very uh, specific demographic of e-commerce. And uh, we, we focus predominantly on e-commerce uh, strategy development and optimization. Awesome. Are you still New York based? Not exactly. <laughs> we're, we're a bit all over the place. Um, so we have an office in New York. We also have an office in North Carolina. And uh, we have a couple people in New York. We have a couple people in Pennsylvania. And uh, we partner with some other contractors throughout the East Coast. Sure. Do you, do you consider yourselves a remote team then? I do. Okay. I do. Cool. I and... would say, you know, our, our roots are in New York. Brooklyn specifically, but, um, you know, our talent is spread across the East coast. Got it. Um, so you mentioned you've, you've grown over the last few years. Um, what brought about that growth? You know, we're very much a lifestyle agency. So I think, you know, we, when we, when I say, you know, grown, we've grown over the last few years. Uh, I mean, we've grown since 2004. So that's uh, 12, 13 years now that we've been steadily growing. Um, And it's happened very organically. Uh, You know, I think when you stay focused and committed to something for so long, you know, you not only get a reputation, but you're skill set becomes refined. And so fortunately, um, good reputation to, to the best of my knowledge. And we're very good at what we do. And so I think, you know, our, our the demand for, for the service that we provide healthy. And uh, we're also very, you know, specific in what we do. So um, I think, you know, the right customer client can sort of self-select when they, uh, hear about our strengths and what we focus on. Sure. So what is the right customer or client? Well, um, there are a handful of uh, service-based needs and there are a handful of characteristics that are um, not so much related to the service, but in terms of the service, uh, an ideal client for us is one who is doing between one to 10 million in revenue in their e-commerce store or expects to be if they're um, embarking on a new journey there. And uh, someone who's really looking for uh, a team who can solve complex technical problems creatively is how <laughs> I like to put it. Um, 
We're very familiar with the e-commerce space. We do a lot of ongoing retainer type engagements. Uh, e-commerce is, you know, quite a bit different from a marketing site insofar as uh, it tends to need constant uh, nutrition. I will, I'll say. Um, so it, you know, it's uh, it needs a team to be focused on it Got almost it. all the time. So that's that's the service based. Um, piece of it. And then from, you know, a characteristic based piece of it, um, you know, we're interested in, in healthy client relationships. So um, having a healthy budget, being clear about what, you know, the client, what, what the client being clear about what they need and um, making sure that uh, there's good foundation for communication is what we look for. Sure. So when you, when you talk about a client being clear about what they need. What are some typical needs that you're filling? You mentioned technical problems, um, but what does yeah. that look like day to day? Well, um, I, you know, I say that we haven't built an e-commerce site in about four or five years. There was a very small period of time where we were actually building e-commerce sites. And what I mean by that is that an e-commerce site isn't just an e-commerce site. It's a, it's like a, a business application, you know? And so, um, today's modern business is complex. Uh, so we work with clients to understand, you know, what happens from the, the, the moment a product is created or uh, purchased to the, to the time it arrives on a client's doorstep, what happens to that product. And there are many stages that that product goes through. And so we work with clients to understand the ins and outs of their business so that we can help create a solution for them that um, is le as lean as it possibly can be while uh, create creating as many efficiencies as it can. Um, so, you know, uh, an integration with um, an order fulfillment solution or a warehouse or an invent inventory management solution. Um, adding on building custom applications that hook right into the e-commerce software that, uh, you know, for example, could be like a, a, a pre-order application or something along those lines. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're solving new problems all, all every day, I would say, but that's a small handful of what we do. Sure. And what what is it that got Sarah Bacon started in, in the e-commerce space? You know, my parents were entrepreneurs, um, so I grew up in a retail environment. Um, they had a store, and uh, I, you know, the idea of um, selling a, a, a product and delivering a product was, there was something familiar about it to me, um, and there was something very exciting to me when we, you know, well... <laughs> I built my first e-commerce website in 2004 on a platform called Miva Merchant. Um, so, you know, but for a while we were building WordPress sites and marketing sites. But at a certain point, the e-commerce space just got really exciting. Uh, for a long time, it the technology wasn't able to, let's say, make e-commerce enjoyable. <laughs> uh, it, it The technology tended to kind of get in the way more than it facilitated um, the selling of, of products in a digestible way. And um, 
I would say that, you know, both just the sort of familiarity of the space and and when technology hit a point that um, it really became like clear that this is the future of business is when, you know, my fire for e-commerce really got sparked. Got it. So you mentioned that technology used to get in the way and now it, it seems to be facilitating what it's supposed to be doing. Um, when did you see that shift happen? So I don't necessarily know that there was one particular point in which, um, you know, all of a sudden e-commerce became easy or, uh, you know, conducive to selling products online, but it's, it's been a process. And I would say uh, I really started to feel that process taking hold two to three years ago. Got it. And was it brought on by new platforms or updates to existing? Um, I'm just curious how it manifested itself. Well, I think Shopify has uh, really changed the industry. We work with a couple of different platforms um, and each has, you know, pros and cons. But Shopify has really uh, made e-commerce more accessible to a broader group of people than any other platform I've seen. And how does it do that? Well, um, a number of different ways. The uh, platform itself is extremely user-friendly, more so than any other platform I've seen, uh, in conjunction with it being incredibly flexible. Um, so there's a ton of customization that can be done. Uh, the app ecosystem for Shopify is incredibly healthy. There are you know, developers contributing to functionality all the time. There's a huge community there. And Shopify really fosters that community. Um, they put a lot of emphasis on their partners and uh, partner ecosystem. So I think the combination of those things has, um, you know, really raised the bar for them. Very cool. More to come on that. We need to take a break. But when we come back, we will be getting some e-commerce advice from Sarah. Don't go away. George Cast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, 
avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjordCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Sarah of uh, e-commerce agency Command C. Sarah, can you give us a little more about how Command C does their work so effectively? Well, aside from technical skill, uh, we put a huge emphasis on planning and project management. So, um, you know, the planning phase of is, is always, you know, a very important phase. I always compare it to, to uh, having blueprints for a house. You'd never start building a house without a clear set of blueprints. And I think that, uh, you know, in, in e-commerce even more, something that's changing and needs to change all the time. You want to make sure that um, your plan is uh, thought through and uh, that you're creating a foundation that you're going to be able to pivot on as quickly as possible. And that's going to last for as long as you can possibly last in today's technological landscape. And then communication, you know, I mean, these projects get incredibly large. They're incredibly nuanced. No one is ever going to understand a client's business better than a client. You know, I, I always have this visual of, we're on one end of the spectrum and the client's on the other end of the spectrum and we're taking steps to to meet and match our expertise in the e-commerce space and technology with the client's knowledge and understanding and vision of their business. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I've just seen that, that that's the phase that you really want to put a good amount of effort into and, and we practice that through and through. So, Sarah, you mentioned uh, Shopify in the last segment. I'm curious, you know, you said Command C services primarily um, companies with one to 10 million in e-commerce revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, what, what, would, what size e-commerce site would you say is a good fit for a Shopify site? Every, you know, from someone just starting off, uh, you know, it's a great entrepreneurial platform up to uh, large enterprise clients. I mean, we did a site for Budweiser a couple of years ago. So um, Shopify has really filled the gap, uh, you know, in in terms of being a, a good fit for a number of different demographics. Um, their plans range from... I don't know, $25 a month to, uh, you know, $2,000 a month. It's a good fit for, for a lot of businesses. Okay. Got it. Very cool. Um, so as the owner of command C or, um, I understand that it is a, a woman led business. I'm curious, um, as a woman led tech company, um, what, what your struggles are in the market? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm the founder of the company and uh, our lead developer is a woman and our lead project manager is a woman. Um, so this is a conversation that we have a lot internally. And, um, you know, I can't give you any hard practice, but I can share my experience with you about it. Mm-hmm. And my experience is that um, we have to work harder to 
earn trust a lot of the time. So I'm not going to say all of the time, but um, I have noticed that uh, when we are in direct competition with an agency, uh, with a, a, a male lead, <laughs> our conversion rate decreases. Um, and again, that's that's from the sort of sleuthing I've had to do. And part of it is a, a bit of a, a gut feeling. Um, yeah. But, you know, intuitive. And uh, I can sense when someone is questioning our expertise based um you know, com just coming out of the gate with some suspicion or, or mistrust. I've got to imagine that feels a little unfair. It does. Um, and it's frustrating. But, you know, I think at the same time, um, you get to choose how you respond to something like that. So in, in my, my perspective is that it's forced us to be really intentional about how we present ourselves and to, you know, just be aware of, of our language and uh, be aware of what we're up against and think strategically about that position ourselves strategically with regards to that. I mean, it's, it's there, it exists. We <laughs> get some very interesting attitudes, I will say. Um, but you get to this life if you're going to be the victim or, you know, not be the victim. And so. And obviously, you know, running your own company, you're, you're taking it head on, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I reap the benefit of having gone to a women's college. So <laughs> I think that that was a very pivotal experience for me and has really helped me, uh, you know, find my core amidst uh, challenge. Sure. Um, is there is there anything about um, being a women-led business that you think benefits the company? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think women are uh, notoriously good communicators. Um, and, you know, I think that when we have, there are certain, you know, other women-owned businesses who love the idea of working with a female-led tech team. Um, and so absolutely, I think, you know, there are just some inherent skills that women have that we can, you know, put to our benefit. Do you think that um, in client relationships, gender matters or have you seen it matter? Oh, absolutely. Um, I have seen that we have to work harder to earn trust. Um, all, you know, that, and that's just, that's an experience that I have. Again, I can't quantify that experience in any way, but it takes, you know, I can't tell you the number of times that we're on an initial call with a prospect and they are just sort of challenging everything that we say until a certain point that they really, um, get that we know what we're talking about and then they sort of put their defenses down. I mean, you know, we're, we're in an, an expensive industry. We're in a high stakes industry. So I think that there's a certain amount of that that comes no matter what. Um, but, you know, as, as women technologists, I think, you know, we're, we're met with a good deal of that and we can spot it the second that it's, that it's happening, which has become really interesting. We have our own like code for, for that. Oh, this is what's happening right now, you know, internally. Interesting. Um, I'm, I'm curious how Command C helps a company grow their e-commerce um, practice. 
Yeah, so, you know, we are sort of um, positioned to be an extension of the client's team. And uh, clients come to us a lot of times with these kind of broad visions, and we help direct them to a technical solution that can, you know, help them achieve that vision. And uh, clients come to us in one of three stages. They're either in trouble, they're uh, at the equilibrium stage where they have a platform that's up and running, but, you know, they're not growing rapidly or they're at the growth stage. So so what we like to do with a new client is identify which stage they're at when the uh, they come to us and our strategy is a bit different for each of those stages. So in terms of real growth, you know, a client, we have to get a client through the equilibrium to the growth from trouble through to equilibrium to the growth stage in order to really start looking at growth strategies. Um, but, you know, I mean, website optimization is a, is a big, big term and, and it can be approached from a number of different angles. So we can look at it, you know, in terms of A-B testing, we can look at it in terms of uh, conversion rate analysis, where are you losing uh, users in the, in the user flow? Um, we can look at it in terms of uh, feature enhancements. Um, there are a number of different ways, depending on the client and where they're at, that we can talk about, you know, what's appropriate an appropriate growth strategy and there's a good amount of trial and error in this in in this space you know we're very data driven we like to look at the data to see what we can can glean from it and come up with an informed approach from from that perspective perfect we need to take our second break but when we come back we will talk about improving rfps and walmart's recent e-commerce surge don't go away George Cast with Tim Barsness. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. 
Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjorgeCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjorgeCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Sarah Bacon of Command C. Our first story today is by Sarah on the Shopify blog. It's titled, Why You Should Stop Responding to RFPs and Do This Instead. Um, The article highlights how RFPs are flawed, um, kind of like a patient telling the doctor exactly what the problem is and asking for a solution without getting a proper diagnosis. Um, Sarah, I'm curious, um, you know, in the title the do this instead, what should you do? What we propose is a technical discovery process. So, you know, just again, going back to your, uh, what you called out from, from the article, about going to the doctor's office and telling them what the problem is, um, you know, we want to start at a, a place of equilibrium. We want to come in, get to know the business, um, understand the exact problems that they're looking to solve, the goals of whatever their project is, and then bring our expertise to that and help identify the best possible solutions from that perspective. So do you find that, um, Responding to RFPs is beneficial to your business? Nine times out of 10, no. Nine times out of 10, uh, you know, we can spot some red flags, so to speak, about the document that is presented to us. Um, And nine times out of 10, we come back and say, hey, you know, we're really interested in your project. we took a look through your RFP and here's what, you know, we don't think makes sense about it. If you're interested in talking further, if you're open to taking a different um, approach, let's talk about it. Yeah. Have you, have you found that to be successful? I have. I have. I've also <laughs> found it to be um, pretty intimidating and, and I, but you know, the, the better I've got, the more experience I've gotten with it, the more I see it works, you know, you, it's, it's very, we're in a new industry, you know, a relatively new industry. There's no, you know, formalized way of doing things. So I think that, uh, unfortunately we inherit the, um, the way things have done before, and that might not be unique to our industry. Um, but the way things have been done before is not necessarily the right way. And I think the right way for us has been born out of making mistakes, out of responding to RFPs and having projects not go so well because, you know, the client came in with a self-diagnosis and we operated on that. And, you know, by the end of the project, there were some things wrong with that diagnosis. Exactly. It's almost like it also, I mean, RFPs in general kind of go against your relationship model where um you know they're they're explicitly calling out we we know we have this need and we know that um we just need somebody to do it it's it almost just feels like it's not a fit for your model oh it's not a fit for our model at all um you know uh i think that an rfp is an attempt to control the process which i get you get these are very big big projects um but I don't think that they're the right way to to control. And I think that they actually end up, you know, becoming very a very inefficient way of of doing something. Absolutely. Great point. Our second story today uh, titled Walmart's e-commerce surge and other takeaways for brands um, by Jack Neff on AdAge. Um, Sarah, I'm curious, what 
what has brought on Walmart's recent success? Well, I can't say, you know, concretely, uh, but I, I will say that um, the the pieces of this article that really popped out at me that, that um, really seem intelligent are, you know, this uh, free two-day shipping minimum without this, like, Amazon Prime-like annual fee um, and being able to pick up online store online orders at the store same day. I took a, a breeze through a couple of Walmart's product pages. You know, their UX is, is a bit more pleasant than Amazon's, I would say. Um, so they're, you know, and from my perspective, it seems like they are gaining in a, a competitive edge with um, these service offerings and just a slightly more pleasant UX. I didn't, you know, I didn't spend a whole lot of time digging in deeply. I don't personally shop at Walmart, but that's what, uh, you know, I picked up on very quickly just, you know, by spending a few minutes on their site. If Walmart and Amazon are in an e-commerce battle, would you say that the e-commerce shopper wins? Uh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, the, the, the battle there really encourages uh, some innovation. And I think that that's always going to be um, to the benefit of the e-commerce shopper. Absolutely. And we are out of time. So that's it for today on Fjordcast. Thanks for being on the show today, Sarah. You bet. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, you can reach Sarah by email, uh, sara at commandc.com or find her company at www.commandc.com. And thank you to our listeners for joining us on Fjordcast. You can download episodes of the show by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.